Good morning and welcome to Sidman United Methodist Church and welcome to the live stream if you are joining us online. Um, today we are going to start with the hymn of commitment, I Surrender All, which will be on the screen or number 366 in your hymnal. Join in the affirmation of faith, which will be a responsive reading. Psalm 14, it'll be on the screen or in the Pew Bibles on page 468. The fool says in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt, their deeds are vile, there is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. 
All have turned aside, all have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Do all these evildoers know nothing? They devour my people as though eating bread. They never call on the Lord. But there they are, overwhelmed with dread, for God is present in the company of the righteous. You evildoers frustrate the plans of the poor, but the Lord is their refuge. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. Please be seated. On the back page of your bulletin, there are some announcements. So today is the first youth group, I think, meeting of the year. So that will be from 5 to 7 in the annex. On um, There will be a wedding the weekend of the 30th and the 1st, in case um, anyone is involved with getting the church ready for that. Um, there's Beaverdale and Dunlow announcements. And then for the charge on the 19th, there's the charge conference um, at 6.30 p.m. and a PPR meeting at 6 p.m. at Beaverdale. Does anybody else have any announcements? All right, well, if not, would the children come forward for the children's message? And he said, because listen, just because nobody's watching 
I still know it's wrong. I'm not doing the honest thing. And if I can't trust you to do something when nobody's watching, to do the right thing when nobody's watching, I certainly care for you to do, to do the right thing when other people are watching. I can't trust you, you know, to do, to be honest all the time. If nobody's watching us, we still have to be true and honest, just like they are watching us. Because God said, if I can trust you with the little, then I know I can trust you with the lot. If I gave you this, and I gave you this, which one's worth more? This one, right? We'd rather have this than this. So if I trusted you to watch both of these, which one would you watch harder? That one. But what if I trusted you with both of them? Shouldn't you be honest and, and, and treat them both equally? Maybe this was the very first penny I ever made in my life that it's worth more to me than anything. Maybe it's the last penny my grandpa gave me. It has as much value as this. And so if I trusted you with both, you have to look at them both and say they're both of equal value because you gave me your trust. And God's the same way with us. Some of us might look at each other and say, eh, they're not worth much. This person's worth a whole lot more because he's a good sports player or he's rich. But God doesn't look at us that way. God looks at us as valuable and all the same amount, no matter what. And so when he's trusting us to be kind to one another, he's trusting us and putting his faith in us that we'll be honest and treat everybody equally because they're all of the same value. And God knows that if he can trust us with a little, he can trust us with a lot. And people are the same way. So when we go out into the school, when we go to the world, you're in school, and you see the people or the kids that maybe nobody's friends with, it's important to be just as kind to them as it is to the people that you might consider your best friends. Because everyone has the same value in God's eyes, and we have to show that we are honest no matter what. No matter what we think the value is, you want that one. <laughs> we have to, to show people that if they can trust us with a little, then they can know they can certainly trust us with a lot. Whether it's money, whether it's how we treat them, how we treat others when we go into the world. So let's say a little prayer. Dear Lord, God gives many ways to teach us the value of honesty. And knowing that the value of your people here on earth, none are worth more than any others. We are all equal in your eyes. And that when you trust us to be kind and good and honest with the least of the people, then you, we know that you can trust us with being kind and good and honest to those who might be a little easier to treat that way. Amen. Please stand and join in the hymn of assurance, Abide With Me, number 419, or the words will be on the screen.
the cards are all there. Okay, have to knock it. Do we have any? Do we have any? Joyce. Yes. I heard from Carl yesterday. He actually got a specialty platoon leader position. Has he been promoted to a first lieutenant? Not till January. Then you'll become the first first lieutenant. On January the first. No, that's top secret, brother. They can't. They can't tell tell anybody. I have a joy. I went to the doctor Tuesday. Was Monday Labor Day? I went to the doctor Tuesday, and my blood sugar, my A1C, went from seven point nine down to seven. Thank you, sir. 7.9 down to 7. So I, I was feeling pretty good. So when the doctor came in, Dr. Rysort, I told him I mentioned his name and who my doctor is on the internet. Uh, uh, and I quote him. I said, what did you think about it? He said, it's fantastic. Quote. Because I said, would you say that again? So I want to quote you on Sunday. He said, it's fantastic. I said, okay, good. That's good enough for me. Oh, well, that was back there. should have got the... Uh, Got there, got there. Uh, uh, no more Joyce. Boy, we're a joyless bunch of people, aren't we? Nah. How about concerns? Keep my personal secretary busy over writing over there. Just to earn, earn her salary. Thomas? Thomas? And your granddaughter, the one who had the broken leg. With, that's my great granddaughter. That's your great granddaughter. Yeah, that's just too big. I can't keep them all straight. Too much, too much for me. Oh, there's one in the back. Oh, Who? Oh, I thought you were talking about the, uh, she had heart surgery. The Detroit Doc Tigers. She got a new heart yesterday, so she was where did this take place? Um, Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh? A new heart? Yeah. How old is she? Uh, I'd say 13. Oh, boy, wow. Yeah. She, she yeah. needed a new heart at the age of 13. She had cancer, too, a couple years ago. So it would take months for, uh, to see that it's it, it, it accepted. Uh, Dan Christar is still having to go. He's six months or a year back to the with his kidney that was done in February. And he still has his old kidneys. He's got three kidneys now. One that works and two that don't. They haven't removed the ones that don't work. Don't work yet. Any other uh, concerns? Is this a, uh, did we miss the memo here? With the striped shirts? I've got another striped shirt over here. If that would like There we go. Where's your uh, structure? I you didn't get the memo. <laughs> I didn't get the memo either. No, no, no. Here we go. Any other uh, concern? Oh, Sherry's got one. Two. My mom and my brother. They both have Oh, they do? That's still going around. They got from the Senior Activity Center. They got from what center? The Senior Activity Center. Where? Well, I don't go to places like that. But I don't consider myself in that category. 
at the uh, I, I addressed the football team Thursday night, the Varsity Rangers, the, the Varsity team. Finally, they finally got that memo on the internet. And uh, while I was talking to them, the subject of age came up. And I said, I'm 73. Don't I look good for 73? And they gave me a nice round. So I was quite pleased with, uh, with their response about my uh, about my age. I won't say anything else about that. They all came up to shake my hands afterwards, but I think they do that with every pastor who talks to them. Nothing special about this. But I went through the line and talked to them. I, I, I met the, the quarterback wasn't there. I kept wondering, where's the quarterback? Where's the quarterback? He wasn't there. Uh, wide receivers, or oh, I met the kicker. Little tiny puny guy. You're the kicker? And uh, I could say, you're a defensive uh, uh, back, aren't you? He says, yeah, how can you tell? Because you're so small. And then I met the, I didn't get to meet the left tackle, the important one, because I kept meeting the right guard and the right tackle, and I said, oh, you're not important. The, the left, where's the left tackle? Oh, he's not here today. I said, gee, all the big people I wanted to meet weren't, uh, weren't there. But they're a very good bunch of, uh, I was impressed with, uh, with that. There was a, I offered him a prayer at, at the very end, and I said, let me pray, and all, like, like it was a command. All chairs backed out, they all put their elbows on their knees and put their hands together and bowed their heads, all of them. But they all sat, seniors sat together, seniors were here, ninth graders were as far as away from the seniors as you could get, and then we had the 11th graders and then the 10th graders. And I said something to the coach about, you know, 50 years ago, this is what was happening in my high school. Hasn't it changed? He said, no, Senator. I was surprised at, uh, at that. So that was a joy. That was a joy. I enjoyed that. So let us come together as we enter into our world of, uh, of prayer. We'll be offering some prayers for the... Uh, Anniversary of 9-11 today, the 21st anniversary. So let us let us bow our heads in prayer. Oh God, our hope and refuge. In our distress, we come quickly to you. Shock and horror on that tragic day have subsided. Replaced now with an emptiness, a longing for an innocent loss. We come remembering those who lost their lives in New York. Washington, D.C., and Pennsylvania. We are mindful of the sacrifice of public servants who demonstrated the greatest love of all by laying down their lives for friends. We commit their souls to your eternal care and celebrate their gifts for a fallen humanity. We come remembering and we come in hope, not in ourselves, but in you. At foundations we once thought secure have been shaken we are reminded of the illusion of security. In commemorating this tragedy, we give you thanks for your presence in our time of need, and we seek to worship you in spirit and in truth, our guide and our guardian. On this 21st anniversary of 9-11, we recall the emotions we all felt with the sights we saw from the Twin Towers, the Pentagon, and from a field not far from here. We offer our heartfelt prayers to the survivors and the families of those killed during this attack. 
We add our prayers to the thousands of others being offered today and the many remembrance being held today. We thank you, our great protector, that we have been protected from a similar attack during these last 21 years. We pray that this protection continues. We offer prayers for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their friends, families, and neighbors. We pray for the law enforcement, military personnel, especially Second Lieutenant Carl Smith, and health workers. We pray for the leaders of our country and community and church, and offer more prayers for our country that's going through difficult times. We pray for those, many of us, who have to deal with the daily health issue. We ask for the strength and the patience to, to overcome these, these issues or learn better how to deal with them. We pray for the well-being and safety of our youth and their success in the new school year. And we pray for the first meeting of the TCBY taking place, place, place tonight. We offer prayers for Thomas, Jamie, Ansley Stigers, who just had heart surgery, 13 years old. And we pray for Donna and Ron, who are having to deal with the, with the COVID. We pray for Tom and Roseanne Burkett. And we pray for Jean Ivanko. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that would come to the people while we were praying, let them say that name out loud now. Dear Lord, let us bring our prayer time to a close by praying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Would the ushers please come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come this second Sunday of the month of, uh, of September. And we thank you for the, for the two young boys who are presenting our tithes and gifts and offerings that come from this congregation, pre being presented to you to help with the support of your church here in Sidman and with spreading your word throughout the area. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend. And we all said, Amen. Our lectionary reading from this morning comes from the book of Luke. Luke 15, verses 1 through 10. The parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you had a hundred, hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one, but she lights, oops, but she lights a lamp, sweeps the house, and searches carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she, can, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The words of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. Uh, I call this a, a, a message of finding what's been lost. You seek without knowing what you are seeking until you find it. I have found through personal experience that the answer to what we all are seeking is God. And the sooner you come to realize that, the better your life will be. It's in your DNA. You are all seeking the same thing, and it's God. Now, I have a story to tell you. But what, where, where, oh, here it is. I changed stories about 6 o'clock last night. A man grew up in a Christian family. Went to Sunday school, vacation Bible school, church camp, belonged to the church scout troop, sang in the church choir, the church was a big part of his life, and many of his friends came from the church. He moved away from home to pursue a dream, lost touch with church in pursuing that dream, and found out that the dream wasn't all he had thought it to be. He looked for different ways for fulfillment, tried marriage, tried jobs and careers, 
Nothing was fulfilling. Finally, after 38 years, he thought to return to the church. The moment he entered the church, he knew this was what he had been searching for. Life changed and very fulfilling. He wasn't aware of what he had was what he was searching for until he found it. Uh, that person happens to be moi, me. This is the same with seeking God. At times you may lose him. At that, excuse me on the, for my back. At times, if you don't want to see my back, come to church some Sunday. <laughs> At times it may become hard to find him again. But after a period of time, you find him. Most likely, he found you. The two parables read today tell you that in order to find what's been lost can only be found by searching. The parable of the lost sheep. I read somewhere that uh, when there's a sheep lost and the shepherd goes and finds it, he does carry it back on his shoulder because it's easy to do, but he breaks a leg to show the lamb not to do this again because the leg will heal. I've seen that. And the deer, not the deer around here, because very seldom do I see the deer around here. In Rector, I would have a half a dozen deer for every morning for breakfast and every evening for dinner. Come right up to the back. If, if I wasn't out there for dinner time, the mother would come around to the front door, the front of the house, and look in the big window that I sat in front of and just stare. And all of a sudden, oh, I forgot. I'd go out and she'd come around the back of the house and, and feed them. Real deer, not make-believe deer like I think you have around here. Okay? Uh, <clears throat> so, and he breaks, it, he breaks the leg, and so it heals, because I've seen deers with broken legs, and a year later or months later, it's, it's healed. They're fine. The parable shows you the long, loving reach of God, who not only cares about you, but also will go to great lengths to protect you. The willingness of the shepherd to put himself in danger by going and searching for the one lost lamb gives more value to the 99 others left behind. Hmm. Didn't think of that, did you? No. If the lost lamb is sacrificed for the whole group, then the remaining 99 lambs' value will go down. Because they know that if they ever get lost, they will be left behind for a certain death. One is lost, and all are affected. One is restored, and all are better off. The golden rule we find in Matthew 7, 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. And if we go way back to Leviticus, Leviticus is the, is the a book to read if you have trouble sleeping. Because guaranteed you read one verse and you'll go into sleep right away. Because it's very boring reading. I hate to say that about a book about the Bible, but it's a... Make sure you know numbers. You're a number person because there's all numbers in Leviticus. Leviticus says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. 
God's love for each individual is so great, he will seek out each one of us and rejoices, rejoices when he finds us. These are comforting words, knowing that God seeks individuals. Something of value was lost adds to the joy when found. If you think, I won't be able to find some things until I have to move again. Because once I've moved, I don't know where everything is. They're in boxes in, in, one, in one room, still boxes. And this Friday, I have will be one year when I moved in, and I still haven't packed, unpacked everything from the boxes. But I can't find my, my vaccination, my COVID vaccination card, or, or anything like that. I, I, I don't know where they are. I'll find it the next time I have to pack up and, 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 and move out. You have, if you think of your life as being of little value, it's because you have not built your life on solid ground. You have built a life without God and without his directing influence. God, however, sees what you can still become and what he can still make of you. In God's eyes, he still has use for you. And because of that, you are a person of value. Each and every one of you. The person of value. Jesus associated with sinners because he wanted to bring the people who were beyond hope, the lost sheep, he wanted to bring to them the gospel of God's kingdom. Sherry has a modern watch. Did they make watches that will tell you what your blood sugar level is? Nah, I don't want to know about my heartbeat. I want to know about my blood sugar level without having to stick my... Of course, you can buy... I have a, a meter at home. I've had it for a year. And I've, I've opened the box, but I've never taken it out. And I've been a year... It's advertised on TV now. And you've got patches on your side, and you, you stick your phone on it, and it, it registers your... It, that, but it sounds easier than, than it does. Of course, I haven't read the directions, so I don't, I, I don't know how to use the thing. And none of the doctors knew how to use it either, back in Greensburg or, or, or here, or the pharmacies back there or here. How do I use this? Oh, we don't know. God actively seeks sinners and wants to bring them into a relationship with him. When he does, he throws a party. God doesn't put up with sinners and lets them go their own way. He seeks to rescue them. He's always giving out choices. He's always giving, giving out a, a, a guidance. Now, whether you listen to it and follow the guidance, that, you know, that, that's your choice. God rejoices at the repentance of sinners. Isn't it comforting to know that when you get lost, and you will be, that you will not be left behind and forgotten? Famous words. Not left behind and forgotten. These are the words of God, though. They're not the words of the present administration or the policy of the United States. We still have a thousand people left in Afghanistan one year later. Over a thousand people left. Our, milita our military, you do not leave somebody behind. No. 
God will come to find you, bring you back, and celebrate having you back. Each and every one of you are value to God. There is only one of you and nobody else is exactly like you. I had many teachers who felt that about me. I'm glad you're the only one, Mr. Keene, because I wouldn't want to deal with two of them like you. When you are feeling lost, put your life in the hands of God. He will lead you on a path that you could never have dreamed of. And it's true. He will lead you on a path you never could have dreamed of. Not in your wildest thoughts. And then you wake up one day and find that you're, you've been moved. Now you're on this path. The path is not of destruction like we put ourselves on but on the path that will lead to everlasting life. Let us pray. From the words of Isaiah, my favorite prayer, as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it until watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Amen. Let us now stand and sing To God Be the Glory, number 66 in your hymnals.
when you're feeling lost, unsure of your next step, not sure which way to turn, just remember that Jesus Christ is with you, watching over you, embracing you, and protecting you. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen.